Hello, my lovelies. This is the Sober Manifesto. My name is Dinny, and I am not only your host, but I am a mindset coach, a realtor, and a manifesting master. With this podcast, it is my intention to inspire you into action to help you elevate your life to receive more wealth and happiness. Whether you want to take your business to the next level, find true love, or just attract more money and abundance, this podcast is for you. I will be sharing with you how I personally transformed my life, healing my relationship with money, and changing my mindset to believe that I was worthy of being a badass boss bitch. Life is not a competition, people. It is a community, and there is enough abundance for everyone. So join me today as we grow with gratitude, lift each other up, maybe cry a little bit, and just start winning. Episode five. Here we are, the Sober Manifesto, with me, your host, Dinora. Wow, if I had to describe this week with one word, it will absolutely be fuck. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, I love it. It's a great word. It absolutely empowers me. The F word. I mean, it's obviously quite an obscene word, but I feel like in recent years, it's kind of stepped away from that really behind closed doors mentality. And kind of, now it's kind of used to like describe so many different emotions. I like to think of myself as the positive side of the word fuck. What a glow up. I mean, for real. What the fuck are we talking about this week? What the fuck is Dinny talking about right now? Nobody knows. It's a conundrum. No, but seriously, this week we are focusing on one question. Who are you? Who are you? Who am I? Now, the reason why I ask this is because in order for me to help you and coach you through this life of the law of abundance and and manifesting, you really have to know one thing before you know anything else. And every day when you wake up in the morning, I don't want to know who you were. I don't want to know who you want to be. I want to know who you are in that moment. And if you're still feeling like you're lost and you have no idea who you are, then this episode is for you. You may think you know the answer to this. Great. If you think you know who you are, you can still continue to listen. Maybe you'll have some insight for other people and I'd love for you to find me on Facebook, The Sober Manifesto, on the gram. Find me over on TikTok. Wherever you find me, I really want you to help other people understand this age-old question of who the fuck am I? Now, as far as you know, I am a manifestation coach. What you might not know is that I actually specialize in helping entrepreneurs. Basically, I help them make better business relationships to help them maximize their income. Now, I just successfully summed up in one sentence exactly what it is I do for a living. But that one sentence actually took me about two weeks to write. The number one rule in business is find your niche. So that's what I did. I sat down and I thought about what is my business? What is my company? What is it that I do? So I can let other people know who are looking for something different in their lives to help move their business into that next level, what it is I do and am I the person for them? But it got me thinking. What about us in our in our real lives and stepping away from business, stepping away from the entrepreneurial side of me? Who am I? 
I am all of those things. I'm a real estate agent. I'm a business coach. But I've also gone through sobriety. I'm a divorcee. I'm a successful divorcee. I co-parent really well with my ex-husband. I'm a late-in-life lesbian. I guess I can still be considered a baby gay. I hate that. I hate those kind of labels. But again, some people want to project that onto me. Go ahead. (laughs) I may be in my late 30s, but I am hot. Now, I, I feel like I've earned a certain amount of badges in my life to continue to learn from, but also share my experiences and help other people succeed through life. So in order to find my tribe, in order to find my people, to narrow down my mega market, to find my niche, I really have to know who I am because it starts with me. It starts with you. How am I going to motivate you? How am I going to inspire you if I don't know who you are? right? So in order for you to find your niche, in order for you to find your tribe and exactly who it is you're looking for and what it is you're looking for in life, whether you're in business or not, we need to take your lives to the next level. So first we're going to work on who you are and then we're going to examine exactly who's around you. We're going to take a look at your global market. We're going to filter it down until we find your closest network, your inner circle. The ones that will show up and be a part of your journey every day. Because this isn't high school. We're not surrounded by a class full of kids we call friends anymore. I personally have a handful of people in my inner circle. And oh my God, how much that inner circle has changed since I got sober. Do I want to expand that circle? Absolutely. But on my terms, and not in a selfish way, I have boundaries now. And now I give boundaries. I have learned what to ask for in a friendship and this is the most important thing. I have learned who I was as a friend back then when I was drinking is not someone I would appreciate as a friend in my life. So I took accountability and I changed a lot about myself too. So what we're going to do is we're going to start page one in the book of This Is Me. I'm now, I'm not actually sure who you are right now is who you're going to be this time next year because this is flowing this is ever ever changing we're living in the present we're living in the gift of today now we know it's a gift because it's a clean slate you get to take all the things you want from your past that meant something to you and were value to you and leave all the fucking shit behind this is your this is your chance to just be free If you've been waiting for the universe to give you a sign to integrate and to connect and to move forward, honey, this is it. Now, your identity is made up of a lot of things like personality traits, likes, dislikes, your belief system, your morals, your loyalties. Now, let me tell you, none of those things are fixed. Nothing. Everything can change of education and experience. So next time you're in a narcissistic relationship where you're being gaslighted and you're being told over and over again that you are all of these things and all of those things are negative, I want you to take a step back and I want you to realize two things. Number one, you can change anything about you that isn't serving you. Number two, the person who is being that way can also change, but they are choosing to act the way they do, which makes you feel like shit every fucking day. 
For instance, this is a very simple for instance, but when I was a child, I was a notoriously picky eater. Now my dad, maybe it was because I was spoiled or maybe it's because he just didn't give a fuck or maybe it's just because he didn't want to argue with me, who knows? Anyway, my dad, God rest his soul, he would make spaghetti bolognese, basically like a meat marinara sauce, once a week, and he would have to make two because I refused to eat mushrooms and peppers and big tomatoes and onions and salt and pepper and seasonings and taste and flavor. So on the stove, or two pans side by side, one filled with his, his take on this beautiful homemade Italian bolognese sauce, and on the other, was basically just tin tomatoes, ground beef and tomato paste. But I loved it. I loved it. But as I grew older and I traveled more and I would go to restaurants with my friends and soon work and get fired from a very expensive fine dining restaurant. (sighs) Okay, I'll explain that one real quick. I was 17 years old and I started working at this absolutely beautiful Georgian building in the middle of a leafy suburb of of London and it was absolutely stunning it was like a conference center slash hotel slash restaurant and it was stunning it was beautiful but very quickly after working there I got into a relationship with one of the chefs there he was young too and Will if you're listening to this you know I'm talking about you we're still friends all these years later but my mind was never really on the job and being that I was a very picky eater I wasn't really interested in any way. So, you know, I carried on with my life. However, one part of being in this, you know, new and fabulous relationship in a fine dining restaurant was I was dating a chef. So he was not happy with the fact that I was a picky eater. And he slowly started to introduce my palate to new tastes. And one of them was white truffle mashed potatoes. It just blew my mind and it started making me hungry for more. And slowly, over the course of the few months I actually worked there, um, I started to appreciate what real food tasted like. Now, I did end up getting fired from there. I'd love to say it wasn't my fault, but it kind of was. I was delivering a meal from one end of the building to the other, but back then they made you carry these plates that were heavy with these cloches, these metal domes on top. So I'd have one in each hand and my wrists were thin. I was a very malnourished child. I was living on my own at that age. And you know, when you eat ramen for dinner and white truffle mashed potatoes and that's all you're eating, then you're not very strong. So I was going from one end of the building to the other, absolutely beautiful. There was a private function on. So we all kind of walked down in this train and the door was held for me and I was very nervous because this woman who I was serving, she had on this most expensive ball gown that I'd ever seen in my entire life. And I was so petrified of spilling her red wine all over her. I'm concentrating on the plate in front of her. I had failed to pay attention to the plate behind. So instead of holding it low, I had held this plate over her head. And as I had dipped to deliver her food in front of her, I had put this plate at a 45 degree angle and poured hot but very delicious fancy gravy jus all over her. So she was shaking. I was, I'm sure it was scalding her, but she was 
so polite and didn't say anything. As soon as I'd noticed, my boss noticed, he dragged me into the hallway. Now I'm shaking, he's shaking with fury. Needless to say, my job there didn't last very long. But <laughs> I will never forget what I learned there. I learned so much about food. I learned so much, especially cheese, fancy cheese. Loved it. I'd never heard of Roquefort before and I absolutely fell in love with it there. But my point is, when I entered that building, I... I identified as a very picky eater. When I left, I was the girl who no longer ordered meat and potatoes at dinner. I was spending my money at good restaurants rather than on designer bags. However, I will never eat an olive and you can't make me. That's gross. Being a picky eater sucks. No one wants to be the person who is scared to go on dates or to weddings or to fucking anywhere with anyone where they will have little control over the menu. And I'm so glad I changed that. And not for other people, but for me, those feelings, those negative feelings that came, that drop in the stomach when you were invited somewhere, to drop it feels really good. So what about belief systems? Have your core beliefs remained the same in the past 10 years? If they have, great, how can you refine them? If they haven't, what now? I spent so long thinking that problems about me were external and drinkable that I'm quite new to realizing that to change, I have to change things about me. So, so now I spend a lot of time reading. I educate myself. I listen to other people's views and thinking, do I agree or don't I? Essentially, I'm refining my, my palette of my brain and my belief system. And there's a beauty in that, I think. I think we nothing is static. Nothing has to stay the same. I think the beauty about this world is, is to learn. Knowledge is definitely king. Now, one of the closest people to me in my circle who kind of found her place there during my journey into this new life and myself in hers is probably the reason for this episode actually now we're very close very close and this week I sent her a book recommendation now I know her well enough to know her likes and dislikes when it comes to things like this because we talk about it often and after listening to the intro of this book which happened to be by Brene Brown, I really thought, wow I have to share this with her she is the only person I think would love it but she didn't And she explained to me that she too listened to the intro and she just didn't agree with some of the core beliefs. But what was most interesting to me was that she was scared to say this to me and she was scared to share this with me because she thought I would see her differently and maybe I would rethink her place in my life. But what she didn't realize was that she had made me stop dead in my tracks and I have never appreciated her more and it actually blew me away. In that moment, I realized she knows herself so well. She has worked on herself for such a long time that she is so sure about what she believes in that she doesn't need to spend hours listening to an audible from a woman who, although delivers her message very, very well. Oh, I need to turn my notifications off. Um, Just it's not a message that she wants to explore. And I respect her decision on this because I know that she has refined her palate enough to be very grateful about everything that she's learned and she's able to kind of move on until the next thing. And I'm just not there yet. What I really love about her is she understood the importance of being real. And even though she was scared, 
she just didn't hold this back from me because we're close friends. She, she knew she owed it to me to share this with me about her so I could know her better. And it doesn't mean that we're closed off from things. Learning something new like golf because your best friend loves golf and you want to share that with her is different. It's just, it's different from walking away from a friend because they believe in something that you don't. Those are the people that you want around you. The people who love you enough to tell you the truth and deliver it with love. Fuck. I mean, my best friend, Carol, Carol, the cat lady, we do not meet eye to eye when it comes to politics at all. Oh, I understand I'll never change her opinion and she won't change mine. And we both understand that knowledge is king. And although we like to learn more about our positions when it comes to our core beliefs, we don't get into heavier debates about it. We, we talk about it. We discuss it. Sure. But our boundaries and our love for each other definitely, definitely keep us in check. And you deserve this. You absolutely deserve to reevaluate every single person in your life and determine whether or not they deserve to be there. What about you? Do you deserve to be in theirs? Are you respecting their boundaries? Now, I'm not perfect and I post a lot about my journey and my passion with moon phases and I do a lot of rituals for health, wealth and prosperity. Now, posting, I thought, would be okay because this is how you relate to people and how you show people what it is you're interested in so they can say, oh yeah, I'm interested in that too, maybe we should be friends. But I kind of try and refrain from having uninvited conversations about things like that with people that I don't know if they're into it or not. My brother was very sweet to me the other day. We're on the phone and he was asking me to send some photos of a house that's being built. And he's like, Dinny, I love your updates on social media, but I really don't give two shits for all that woo woo stuff. I just scroll past it and I giggled to myself because again, he loved me enough to let me know his position in my core beliefs in, in his life. And I can respect that. My point is during my self-discovery, I've worked really, really hard to love me. And now I finally do. I want the people in my inner circle to love me for me, regardless of the things about me that they don't participate in. I also didn't want to bring people into my life and call them friend just because we shared circumstances in our lives. So mutual friends or back in my past life, my as a military spouse, other military wives. In those friendships, I often felt very disposable and nervous. And some of the friendships I lost in my divorce really fucking hurt, but some of them I didn't deserve to have in the first place. Some of them I wasn't such a good friend. So that was meant to happen, but... living intentionally this is what it's all about it narrows the path to unnecessary gossip and heartbreak and it strengthens the foundation of your abundance and those friendships it makes you look at yourself in the raw and work on the things that don't serve you so you can let them go if you want to manifest true love become the person you want to fall in love with and you will attract the same if you want to be wealthy Become the person who can handle the amount of wealth with integrity and a giving hand, and you'll become that person. If you want to be healthy, surround yourself with people who live the life you dream of for yourself and allow them to influence you and educate you. It's okay to look at other people and let things about them influence the new you. But here's a little tip. Look at the person you are most jealous of. That's most likely the kind of person you want to be. Jealousy is not an affliction, it's a gift. It's the universe's way of highlighting the people in the world that you should focus your attention on. You don't have to reinvent the wheel, just do what they do and do it as you.
Now, Kim Kardashian, I am looking at you. You annoy the piss out of me. I in no way want to look like you. You are beautiful, but darling, it is not my look. But your family values and your business sense, chef's kiss. I've never watched an episode of your show, nor will I ever, unless we become besties. And I obviously I'm doing it for support, but I followed you through newspaper articles, especially the ones following you at, at law school and your most recent near perfect score on the baby bar. Girl, now we both share something. We both lost our dads at a very young age and we want to make them proud even years after we've lost them. So Kim, if you're listening, I have room in my inner circle if you have room in yours. I guess one of the biggest reasons for this who are you episode of the Sober Manifestor is because I've really been focusing on that a lot lately. I'm I'm craving a tribe. It has been such a long time that I have had a girls day with a group of girls that I call, and guys, that, that I call friends, that I feel like I'm healthy enough to be able to have those kind of friendships now. And it, it's been a long time since I've kind of broken bread with some people that I trust in. And now it's time. I'm really excited to hear about all of your journeys and how far all of you have come. I mean, it's only been five weeks that we've been doing this podcast, but our community is growing. And I'm learning to lower my expectations of myself. And let me explain that real quick. I know we feel like in society, we need to have these really high expectations of ourselves and keep raising the bar, but why? Why? Why am I pushing my body to the absolute limit all the time to be the best athlete and, you know, eat the most healthy and run the most miles? And I'm missing out on life because I'm trying so hard to succeed. Living is success. Anyway, if you want to be a part of this community anywhere else other than on this podcast, I would really appreciate the support. The Sober Manifesto is on Facebook. It is on the gram. And we can definitely talk about this more on those social media platforms because it's something that I myself right now am researching a lot and educating myself with a lot. And I don't have all the answers right now. And that's the beauty of manifesting. Everything changes. Everything changes as we grow. Now, where I do need your help is on TikTok. Now, I started a new account on there. It is called The Sober Manifesto. And I need a thousand followers so I can start hosting live events for you all. So please go ahead, find me on there, like, share, follow. Everything we can do as a community of successful manifestors to get those numbers up, I would really appreciate it. So for now, your homework this week, guys, is to really sit down and spend just a few minutes every day thinking about not who you are yesterday, not who you want to be, but who you are today. And I urge you all just to take yourself out of that hungry, I want this, I got to do this mindset just for five minutes and look around you, ground yourself and remind yourself of how far you've already come. Don't forget to enjoy the moments that you've earned because you're reaching so hard and so fast for the next goal. This has been episode five of The Sober Manifesto. I am your host, Denora. Thank you so much for listening. And hopefully by next week, I will have found a much better space to record this podcast for you since we've just moved out of our office. 
because in a few short weeks I would have closed all my house and I will be moving. See you all next week.